16 presents. Hello listeners. Today we have a submission from Sam Knight called Tips, Tricks, and Traps. Sam shares some of his insights from working the film of the last few years. Stay tuned to the end if you'd like to hear more about how you can follow Sam's lead and submit an episode of On Location for Sunny 16 Presents. I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. So, um, welcome everybody to, uh, let's call this Tips, Tricks and Traps um, of uh, Film Photography. Um, and let's, let's, be, let's be bold, let's call it episode one. <laughs> Hi, my name is uh, Sam Knight and uh, I have been listening to podcasts for almost constantly because I work, I work on my own. Um, and uh, that gives me, I, I push a mower for a living, a mower and a hedge cutter. And uh, that, um, that gives me a lot of time on my own with my ear defenders on, which luckily have a Bluetooth connection. And uh, so I can just listen to podcasts for hours and hours and hours. And I've spent years listening to film photography podcasts and I've caught up with all of the ones I've been listening to because over the years I've, I've listened to the whole of the FPP, I've listened to all of the Sunny 16, everyone's back catalogue and um, I get really frustrated now when um, I've run out of podcasts and so I thought mm, maybe there are other people like that that just are obsessed with film podcasts and so maybe it's about time I go something back. Um, why should you listen to me talking about film photography? Well, I'm exactly like everyone else. Um, I am actually recording this also on um, for YouTube. I've started a YouTube channel purely to show um, to share this this podcast. So that is at Analog Life Photo, all one word. Currently, it has zero subscribers and uh, this video will be the first content. So I'll just put that out there. Um, it's not to monetize it or anything like that. It's just so if people want to see things I'm talking about, they can you know, listen to it on this podcast. Please listen to it on this podcast because that's the best place, I think. Uh, but um, if they want to sort of like see what is this guy like and what is he talking about, then if you want visuals, you can go there and you can, you can take a look at the video. So that's the plan. Hopefully, um, batteries in things that are recording this will, will survive, but we'll see how we go. Uh, so, as I say, I'm exactly like everyone else. By way of proper introduction, um, I've only been into film photography for about three years consciously. I'm a greying middle-aged man, so like a lot of people, I shot film as a kid and as a teenager, uh, but it was all point and shoots and uh, that's just because that's all there was. There was no digital photography. Um, along comes digital photography and at some point I switched to digital but that's where I sort of learnt um, manual exposure, manual metering, all of that sort of stuff but there was something kind of missing and then a few years ago uh, a, a relative of mine passed away and um, the family said, you, you like taking photos, here's a bag of film cameras, uh, and it had two cameras in it, uh, here's a bag of cameras, uh, you do what you want. And it was literally a carrier bag 
with a uh, Practica, which is a very budget brand, uh, Practica MTL5B, which was entirely jammed. It had that and two lenses. And there was an Olympus Trip 35, which uh, still worked and the light meter still worked. So um, that was great. And, and I will use that on trips, but because it's like not, not an SLR that allows me to do all sorts of things, um, I don't use that as much. Um, but I sat there and I fiddled with this, this MTL5B Practica and um, I just it's just something about it. even that clunky cheaply made East German camera it just had something about it that for me digital didn't have and maybe this resonates with people but um, I am a, a hands-on sort of learner as I said I work as a gardener so I'm a very sort of hands-on kind of person and I find with when I shoot digitally there's so much stuff hidden away in menus and settings and I just I don't gel with that but that turning you know clicking a lens to change your apertures and manually focusing and then winding the film on and all of these things it has a certain tactile just it's just different and I, I'm terrible at explaining that, but I hope, I hope I'm, I'm sure many of you listening will appreciate exactly what I'm sort of saying there, uh, and it resonates resonates with you. Now, I have written a few notes. I'm probably already waffling. I can see I'm already at five minutes, and I haven't told you anything yet. But uh, I do want to say thanks to uh, the Sunny Sixteen podcast, obviously, for putting this um, out. Uh, in particular, to uh, Rachel Brewster Wright for um, thinking this was a good idea and, and I hope I don't prove her wrong and uh, the, uh, the ever-present Billy Sandford for also sort of giving me um, encouragement to do it so uh, I hope I don't let you down um, folks but uh, right so I've done, I've, I've done a couple of those bits that's great I can turn a page over and uh, let's say you are right at the start let's just start at the start of film photography so you've decided this is what you want to do and it's really really easy to um, sort of like just just dive right in and just go mad for it and that's what I did I I, I got into it at really the wrong time it was right during the um, sort of first kind of lockdowny period when we had that that whole debacle with um, everything that, that went on globally um, and uh, unbeknownst to me film camera prices absolutely rocketed shot through the roof and I didn't know this and um, so I was buying cameras left right and centre and I was paying far too much for them so the first thing I would say is get yourself a camera that's going to do everything you want to do I would suggest an SLR um, but that may not be your style but I would suggest an SLR of a reliable manual nature and, and reliability is always going to be an issue um, because these, uh, these cameras are getting so much older now uh, but do, you don't have to go mad for one of the best 
brands. Uh, I say that Practica I got was jam solid, but I managed to get a um, a replacement body to use with the lenses for sort of 20, 25 quid, and, and you can still get them for 25, 30 pounds. Um, they're a bit clunky, but they do everything you need them to do. And the quality of the photos you get out, as long as the lens on the front of it is good, is exactly the same because the, the camera is just a light tight box. Yeah, as long as the shutter speeds and things are, are reasonably accurate, you'll, you'll do great, you know? Um, as an example, and I, I'm just gonna show these now, um, I bought, everyone was talking about, I, obviously I wanted to get into medium format, who doesn't, you know, <laughs> when they sort of start out. Um, and I bought a Yashica 635 um, TLR. Now, uh, I'm showing that to the camera, uh, but if you don't know what that is, it's basically exactly identical to a Yashica 124G. Now, the 124G is, um, is a really, really um, popular camera. It's a cheaper option. In itself, it's a cheaper option to other brands of camera. Um, but the lens is really, really good. Um, it, it works beautifully. And that is still, and prices have actually come down recently. The Yashica 124G is still an expensive camera to buy, really. It's still, you know, it's about 100 quid more expensive than the 635. The only difference is, the 124 has a light meter in it um, and uh, you know it winds on the film very slightly differently but essentially it's the same camera it has exactly the same lenses so you know there's there's you can save yourself money by being selective about where you get the other thing the other advantage to a, a 635 is that it takes 35 millimeter film as well so actually it makes it really great for portraits uh, because the way the film runs, it just happens to run vertically, uh, and so when it's got six three five, uh, when it's sorry, when it's got thirty five mil film in or one three five film in it, um, it's it gives you a portrait lens really for the same focal length, and it's it's great, you know. So there's always options if you're looking at cameras and you're looking to get into cameras. Do a little bit of research. Don't just dive straight into eBay. The other thing, if you are going to buy through eBay or something like that, um, when you're looking at cameras, and I didn't do this, this was a big mistake for me, look at the completed items. Go through the, the, the filters and you will find completed items and that will tell you what everything has actually sold for. Not what people are hoping to get for it in their pricing, but what things have actually sold for. And that's crucially important because that will slow you down it will teach you well hang on not don't just do buy it now things aren't selling for that much things aren't selling for what people are asking for so slow yourself down a bit the other tip and I, i've i've heard this and i i didn't do it um definitely limit yourself to just a couple of film stocks i'm not going to say limit yourself to one film stock limit yourself to a couple okay uh, because then you will learn faster because you will learn 
how different film stocks react. You well, you'll learn how that film stock reacts to the different things you are doing and how to get the best from it. Same with developing. Don't go crazy, and if you do, when you do your own developing, which you you absolutely will if you're not doing it already. Initially, at least, limit yourself to your choice of developers. Go for one of the basic, one of the simple ones, one of the ones that's been around forever. Choose that and work with that because that way you'll notice differences and things will happen. Absorb information. As I said, I've listened to literally thousands of hours of podcasts and I don't sit there and write notes about them. I have them on in the background, just in my ears while I'm working away and I sort of pick up information bit by bit by osmosis. I don't hang on every word of every podcast but there'll be little bits that you just sort of it might be weeks later you go oh yeah no and you remember it you're out with the camera you remember something someone said and you go that's a really good idea I'm going to try that so that's um, a really significant thing the other thing and this takes a while to truly get into your head I think we live in an age of social media you know, here I am talking to you, social media. You don't know me, you've never met me, and yet I may be influencing you or I'm trying to, to tell you how to do things. So this is may, maybe this is me saying, don't listen to anything I say. I'm completely wrong because I might be for you, and, and that's fine. But um, when it comes to taking photographs, we all look at um, Instagram. Instagram is probably the... the the first place people go and Instagram is so like driven and it's so it's very easy to fall into the trap of oh god it's so easy to fall into the trap of, of going well people like that so I'm going to do that and then people will like what I do and if you do that and I fell into this trap and, and it, it didn't work because I'm not popular on Instagram at all. Um, you won't be being true to yourself. It doesn't matter what other people like. If someone likes it, great. If you're doing what you want and what you enjoy and someone actually responds to that genuinely and says, you know what, I really like that. That's given me a really good idea. Um, then that's the best feeling in the world. But just be aware, most of the time people just scroll, 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 click like, scroll, 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 click like. Your photograph might only get a split second of a view and someone will just click the button and like it. So really, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. They've instantly forgotten about your photograph the minute they've clicked like, in most cases. Sometimes not. Other times, yes. Try, excuse me, there's a, there's a siren going past. I'm trying to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> I'm actually tucked in a little hut in the woods, <laughs> which is the quietest place I've got. Um, so be true to yourself. Something, it has to be genuine. Whatever you... Uh, want to shoot it has to be genuine 
and it's okay to not know what you want to shoot and to try different things and to get inspiration from all these places. We all get inspiration from other people. That's fine. Don't flat out copy other people and don't worry about mm, what's my style. You know, people always talk about what's my style. Don't worry about it. You're just starting. You're finding your feet. You know, we're, we're all just trying stuff out. It's supposed to be fun. So let it be fun. Um, to enjoy that journey. Oh God, I said journey. Oh, enjoy that journey. Oh God, that's horrible. Sorry. Uh, just enjoy yourself. You know, don't get hung up on all sorts of things. Now I'm waffling like mad and there's, there's, there's so many different elements to this. I could talk for hours about this, but I really want to limit myself. So I would say try looking at other people's work. If you're really into photos, there is a website called Flickr, which not many people use these days, or, or far less people use these days. But compared to Instagram, for photography and for seeing photography, it's far, far superior. For a start, you get a better quality of photo uploaded in terms of the size of the photo. You can, if you want a pixel peep, you can. You can pinch and zoom and it will stay there. It doesn't just suddenly snap back, you know. Uh, you can search through groups. You can join groups. You can have uh, discussions with people. People can leave actual sensible comments. So I would recommend Flickr. It has a massive, massive photo uh, library database, which you can search by title. You can think, you know, um, you can type in windmills. And there are groups for almost anything. If you want, if you want windmills in the United Kingdom, type that in, search groups, and you'll bring up probably four or five or six or ten groups, and it is just full of photographs of windmills. If you want to, whatever you can think of conceivably. Now they do have a lot of, um, these days it's, 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 a lot of it is, well a lot of the new stuff is AI generated. Um, they have 3D sort of animation style stuff as well. So you do have to sort of filter through all of that. And also I should say, um, there is adult content on there as well. So just be mindful of your settings and be mindful of what you're typing in if you are of a sensitive disposition. Um, other than that, fill your boots. So I would say try that um, if you haven't already. Uh, so I'm going to leave it like that. But as a beginner, don't rush in. Don't just buy all of the cameras and, and you don't need to buy the cameras that everyone talks about. There's plenty of cheaper options out there. So look at that. Limit yourself in film choices. Just resist choosing different films every time. And uh, when you get onto developing, initially limit yourself to developers and learn about that. And all of that time, just absorb information from all of these other places and just take it in and let it mix into a soup in your brain. Thank you for listening. If you've been watching on YouTube, thank you for watching, and I will catch you again at some point in the future, hopefully not too soon. 
please let me know comments suggestions things you liked things you hated um, if you think I should never do another one please tell me that it's okay I'm old enough and ugly enough to um, be okay with that so thanks ever so much and uh, I will talk to you again soon Sunny 16 Presents was started in part as a feed for listener submitted content and we'd love to share something from you with the community is there a particular camera or process or photography genre you enjoy? Are you building a darkroom or learning a new technique and willing to share your experience with the community? Get in touch with sunny16presents at gmail.com with your idea for an episode.